The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey guys, Ralph Marlboro here. We need your support to keep Saints Happy Hour going this offseason. Please support the show by becoming a patron so we can continue to cover the Saints in the ridiculous fashion you've come to expect. If you support the show, you get access to the podcast ad-free. No ads ever. Plus, you get our world-famous booze bundle, four swag items, amazing. And you get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. So please support Saints Happy Hour so we can keep this amazing community growing. Support the show at SaintsHappyHour.com today. G'day, it's Stovic from 12 Ninja here. And look, if you like American football, you should check out Saints Happy Hour podcast. I personally know fuck all about American football, other than it's a bunch of massive blokes wearing spandex, shoulder pads and helmets running around with a throwing a football. In Australia, you don't throw footballs. You punch it or you kick it. And there's um, no protection. They're all naked. And there's sharks and crocodiles fired out of cannons onto the field. And we all stand around and drink blood watching it but American football's your thing you know what to do Saints Happy Hour podcast stick it in your ear hole alright everybody welcome to Saints Happy Hour podcast happy Mother's Day everybody we got a great show for you today we are going to talk about what the Saints need to do with the rest of the roster now that the draft is over we're going to talk about why the NFL draft might have put Taysom Hill's future in doubt. And we're going to talk about what the Saints could offer for Aaron Rodgers since he's pissed off at the Packers and is threatening to go host Jeopardy. Uh, Dave, Andrew, how was your Mother's Day today? Good. You know, I, I don't get to see my mom, which is sad. She's in you know New Orleans and I'm in Virginia. But uh, we shared a little FaceTime. She got to see the grandkids and all that. Um, and I sent her some some goodies uh and you know obviously mother's day takes on significance with your uh with your wife once you have kids so it was good i'm in new orleans and i actually took andrew's mother out for mother's day tonight (laughs) they live very close to (laughs) yes yes that's right (laughs) to a nice seafood restaurant uh yeah to the galley i'll take her to the galley seafood (laughs) restaurant on metairie road you kidding me i can't even afford that place uh, mine was fine too. Yeah, we went out to brunch with uh, the family and and Aaron's mother and father. So remember to find the, us the, on the YouTube. The Pelicans were missing like their entire roster. Oh my god! Somehow my, oh, won a game, so that made it a good Mother's Day. My god! My god! The poor Pelicans. They they win a game. They get to like one, they get to like one game behind the tenth spot for the play-in, and then literally. It all falls apart within 10 minutes. Uh, find us wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to our channel on the YouTube uh, and become a patron with the best Saints podcast on earth. Sorry, I, I blew the open again, Thomas. I apologize. Um, <laughs> no worries. Here's the thing that I want to talk about when we start. And, and this is an interesting question that I thought of when I saw Bomani Jones tweeted out about Taysom Hill. And he was just saying, Andrew, hey, 
it's really interesting that Sean Payton, he loved Taysom Hill. They paid Taysom Hill all this money. Uh, but apparently the Saints, they were lusting for Mac Jones more than, say, Josh Fields. Now, I know your attitude might be, hey, you know, the Saints, they just like quarterbacks with different skill sets and that sort of thing. But I do find it interesting that the Saints have decided they don't we knew they weren't committed in any way to Winston or Taysom Hill really but trading up trying to trade up for Mac Jones man I I'm seriously thinking that Taysom Hill like his future in the NFL as a quarterback could be seriously in doubt after 2021 because Jameis even if he bombs with the Saints like he can go off and be a backup quarterback and do other things and, and do that and just if he wants to do that the rest of his career be like Ryan Fitzpatrick and just bounce from team to team and do that Taysom Hill like I don't know that other teams are going to do with him what the Saints do like his career is really really at a crossroads maybe in 2021 about that I mean I I go back to what we said about what Jameis one of one said when he came on the show and I think he's totally right which is that Taysom Hill proved that he's a a number two quarterback that sounds like an insult but I, I think that's accurate like at the very least he went Three and one with the Saints. He yeah. won some games. He he beat Atlanta twice, and right now, like his salary, he's slotted in between what would be a ba- a premium backup, which tend to get you know like in the seven eight million dollars uh, a year range, and a starter, which would be over twenty million a year, and he makes fourteen million. So he's kind of slotted in between starter and deluxe backup, and. So that's like kind of his value estimation right now. And I think the thinking there is, well, you're a backup, but you actually play, which most backup quarterbacks don't. And so that's why he's making somewhere in between. And I think after this year, if it's proven that he's not a starter, maybe he just goes back to being a deluxe backup for someone else where he makes seven or eight million. But Ooh, uh, you think you, th- you th- but that's my point. I don't know. I don't know that a team. Dave would treat him as a deluxe backup. Like Teddy Bridgewater, the Saints, they were paying him seven, eight million dollars. Fitzpatrick, maybe. I don't know that if if Taysom goes to another team in twenty twenty two, they may pay him like three to five million. I don't know that he's gonna get deluxe backup money. He's gonna get he might get regular backup money. And if he has a if if Winston gets hurt or whatever or struggles and they put Taysom in and he struggles too, like I could see him getting less than regular backup money. You're talking about after next season. Yeah, I'm talk- after this this season comment. I'm talking about like let, 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 let's let's say he never plays quarterback other than like you know his usual fill-in stuff. Yeah, like Jameis uh, wins the battle. Jameis is a starter, and Taysom's just like you know the. So I don't know. You, yeah, I think you'll you'll have some team that wants to give it a whirl, or you know, or uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 what I want, I want to go back to you guys did a whole podcast on the whole Mac Jones thing, the trading up thing, um, and in fact, that's why we're talking about this now because you think that you guys both think that the fact that the Saints wanted to trade up so badly for Mac Jones means uh, that they're, you know, they're not confident in any of their quarterbacks. That's one hundred percent correct. Okay, I don't think I, I don't see it that way at all. The story is is that the Saints didn't want to give up their third third round pick. To me, that makes it seem like 
they only like him. If they loved him, if they thought he was the guy, they would have given up that third third round pick. What would they have held on to that extra pick for? Third, third first round pick, you mean? No, didn't they want to give? They wanted to. Oh, they wanted. A, they they wanted a third first round pick. Oh, yeah. I thought they wanted like yes. all three of. Oh, okay. I'm right. No, no. So the Saints were they were well, even, to part with their 2022 first round pick to go get. Even back. still, even uh, and, I don't know. And the and the third first is where Loomis was like, yeah, that's kind of steep. I don't know, but if you think he's your like, I guess my point still stands. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Like if you, if you really, if you were really, really sold on this guy, if you really thought that this was the guy, uh, I, I, I see Loomis and Peyton being the kind of team which says fuck it and they and they go for it and they get it. I mean when well, Peyton wants his guys, he I, goes he gets his I guys. I do think I do think so that's in, in, a, in a way I feel like in a way I feel like yeah they liked him. Yes, they definitely wanted to get him, but it, 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 they weren't so they weren't 100% convinced that he yes. changes the franchise. I agree. Sure, absolutely. Well, absolutely. I do think Dave makes an interesting point and and not that they were willing to trade multiple but, first uh, round but, picks but, to get on, him. Hold on, Ralph. I mean the fact remains, they were if they were willing to give up two firsts to get Mac Jones when Taysom and Jameis are in the building, then Taysom or Jameis, one of them might work out, but the Saints aren't banking on it. They're they're willing to part with two firsts to make sure they get another quarterback in the building. That means they don't believe in those. Guys. Well, and it also means that like in my opinion, almost whatever would if they would have traded for Mac Jones and given up given up, say it wouldn't say they wouldn't have had to give up the 2023 first. Even if they had still given up the 2022 first, there's almost no scenario where Mac Jones wouldn't be the starter in 2022. Like Jameis would have had to win the goddamn Super Bowl. Because any other scenario, like the Saints would have been like, ah, thanks, Jameis, we're moving it along. You know? So, Dave, the only thing I'll say to your point that makes me a little more sympathetic than maybe Andrew is, when the Saints were thinking about taking Patrick Mahomes in 2011, now I know they weren't, they didn't, wouldn't have had to give up more first, but Andrew, they had a gaping crater chasm at corner in 2017 and if Patrick Mahomes would have been there 
they'd have taken him. So, like, that's how much they believed in Patrick Mahomes. They were like, we love him so much, we don't even give a shit about corner at 11 when we, we can get Lattimore. We're taking Mahomes. So, I do think there's a case to be made. Yeah, they really liked Mac Jones, but they didn't think it was at all cost. We must acquire him. I mean, when you talk about three firsts, though, that's that's almost more than what this the Saints gave up for Ricky Williams, right? I mean, you better be Jesus Christ if you're giving up three firsts. I mean, how much did they give up for Ricky? They gave up I mean, an no, entire you're, you're draft up- and then a first – the subsequent year, right? You really okay? You're really giving up two firsts because your first this year. I mean, you're oh, you're moving up, so, so you're giving up two your your two future first round picks. Well, no, the, the, the argument Andrew's rubbing his head. The, the argument the argument the draft nerds make is right you're only giving up one because you moved up and blah. But I will say this: the crazy thing about the Ricky Williams trade is Cincinnati turned down Ditka. Ditka was going to give them the entire 99 draft, their first and second in 2000, and their first round pick in 2001. Cincinnati said, no thanks. We got to take Achilles Smith. Just oh, for goodness. Just for fun sake. Dave, so, Dave, Dave doesn't want us to call Marcus Marcus two first anymore. He wants us to call him Marcus one first and the right to move up. And no, he's Marcus. Yeah. He's Marcus two first, Dave. Yeah. That's his yeah, name that, you're forevermore. Right. You're right. That rolls way better off the top. What? Dave. You're right. What? What does? What? Here's a question though. What does Marcus two first have to do to not be Marcus two firsts? What does he have to do to, to become Marcus? Oh, Davenport? What? Ten uh, sacks. Yeah. He's got to yeah. double digit sacks at least. Seriously, seriously. And and it's got to be Matt Ryan multiple times. <laughs> I mean, really, like, like it can't be like, don't give me this five sack season thing. Don't give me this thing where it's like, oh, yeah, he's taking a step. You know, it's like it's been five, four freaking years. Like yeah. he's, he's out of steps. OK, he's at the top and he's either going over the ledge or he's going to keep walking and he's going to keep climbing. But like that's like, you, uh, he, you know, you know what he's going to have? He's going to have like he's going to have the six sack season where where everyone's like, yeah, but look at his you know, affection, QB affection rate, you know, oh, or right. just like something dumb or you're just like, yeah, he something has dumb like a rasp. Yeah, yeah, like a rasp. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, here's, here's the Look thing at his with... pressures though, Dave, his pressures are at an all time high. Well, well, I mean, there is something to be said about, you know, getting pressures, but like. His hurries, yeah. yeah. Were, were either of you surprised that they picked up his option for, for the, you know, they picked up the fifth year option? Mm, yes and no. I mean, like, no, because it's a fairly cheap. You know, you get you get a defensive end. You need a defensive end. You, I mean, uh, you need all the help you can get. But I don't know. I was a little surprised. I guess. Well, that's a good. It's a good segue because the, Andrew. Now that the Saints are done, they're done with the draft, right? And we'll we'll talk about the draft a little bit more. But what's when you look at this roster and and you you go into training camp and, and basically. If you're a longtime listener of this podcast, or you're not, basically our attitude is once you get to the once you get through the draft, from now until the Saints start camp, nine out of ten times, whenever the Saints have news, it's going to be bad. It's either a player getting arrested or a player getting injured. So they're not going to do too much more, Andrew, probably. But as you look at this roster, if veterans shake loose, if we're starting to see it. 
Dallas made some cuts, other teams. What do you what do you think the Saints might do? But more importantly, what do you want them to do if they have a couple moves left in them um, before training camp? Which they will have to do because they got to create $5.5 million of cap space to sign picks. So they're going to have to do a little bit of something. But what do you want them to do and what do you expect them to do? I mean, there's a lot of positions on this roster I still don't feel great about. Um, I... I'd probably start at defensive tackle. That's where I feel the worst. Uh, they don't have a run stuffer. Shy Tuttle is your starter next to Onyemata. And after that, I guess it's Dave's UDFA son, Malcolm Roach, Ryan Glasgow. I mean, who, who's after that in the rotation? So uh, I'm not liking it. Like, I want a veteran. I want more competition at defensive tackle. Look, number two corner, like, is a Debo starting? Is that what we're doing right now? Patrick Robinson? Let me ask you this, Andrew. Look, I mean, at least Pete Werner and Zach Bond, like maybe one of them works out. So I'm I'm more hopeful with that. I have an important question to ask you, Andrew. Do you feel as bad about the Saints at defensive tackle as you do about your stomach right now after (laughs) that soft shell crab you ate and you're worried that you have food poisoning? What do you feel worse about, defensive tackle or your stomach right now? Uh, Defensive tackle. It almost makes me want to vomit. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, after hey, listening to after listening to Andrew, uh, really not feeling so great about the season. I'm not very confident. Well, is that too negative for you, Dave? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Jesus. We need to sign some guys. We, we need, need to sign. We down. Need, they Tone need to. Make, they need. They when, did sign a defensive tackle, but it's like ah. It just, no, they need to hurt. sign Richard Sherman. Is what they need to do. Because that will that's fire us up. Because, because Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman, really, Dave, is the perfect May signing. Because he's old, he's decrepit, and he's probably going to be a failure. And if they had done it in March, we'd be like, what is this nonsense bullshit signing this old corner? But now, we're past the draft. We're a little desperate. It's 2 a.m. at the bar. We don't want to go home alone. The lights are about to come on, and Richard Sherman looks really, really good. He's the perfect May signing, Dave, and I want the Saints to sign him. What say you? He looks really – Richard Sherman looks really good right now. <laughs> um, you, you don't like Albert uh, Huggins, the defensive Albert tackle? Huggins, the defensive yeah. Huggy tackle. Bear? No, that one does. He doesn't excite me that much. Uh, yeah, no, Richard Sherman looks really good right now. You know, you talk about Adebo, uh, bringing Richard Sherman in, having somebody that's from Stanford, Stanford bros, uh, similar playing style. You're talking about a veteran who can work with a rookie, help him come along. I mean, that's why that's why now the Richard Sherman thing is way sexier uh, than it was at 10 p.m. when you thought you were going to go home with the uh, that extra hot chick that you saw earlier. And now... And you guys, she, left, you, she left with her boyfriend. You guys want to hear about Albert Huggins' career? I, don't, I do. I don't know. Hit, do hit I? Us up. He, he, he's been <laughs> he's, I? he's been in in the league since 2019. He was a UDFA for the Texans. So how many how many NFL roster not not roster sorry how many organizations at one point signed him since 2019? Four. Any you guys want to venture a guess? I'm gonna go with four. Two more than that? Oh my god! I go with seven. Since 2019. Seven, eight, <laughs> nine. Keep going. 
12? The New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are Huggins' ninth NFL team. What? Holy Since shit! 28. His he's his been on the Texans, score? the Eagles, the Patriots. Back to the Eagles. So I sorry that doesn't count. Then he's back NFL's to Vince Carter. <laughs> then back to the Texans. Then to the Lions. Then to the Vikings. Then back to the Lions. And now to the Saints. Sorry. Why? So that's nine. Like. Transactions flipped with my God, Andrew. Look up his RAS score. His RAS score must be over a ten. Yeah, yeah. I will check that out because. Uh, But he does have three. He does have three. He does have three NFL tackles in his career. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got. We got to address something right now. The draft is over. Are we? Are we going to continue to talk about RAS score? Well, no. I just. I just brought up RAS score, Dave. Because why else would you sign Huggy Bear? Nine. Why else would nine teams? decide to sign a guy who has three NFL tackles. Like, what reason would you have for that other than the dude is like Adonis? He must be like workout warrior RAS score king. Yeah, his RAS score is bad. Oh, my theory got blown up. Uh, Dave should love this guy. His RAS sucks. He's like, maybe this is the defensive tackle they've needed all along. (sighs) And Dave, maybe you should mute yourself. You mean unmute myself? Yeah, yeah that too. Uh, maybe he's uh, like a, a locker room leader, you know? Maybe he's like a he's like he's the like chase. He's like the chase it Daniel is, at defensive tackles. It is everybody just when loves to have him around. Finding NFL teams, they just keep bouncing around, and everyone wants to look, but they don't stick anywhere. <laughs> he did go to Clemson. He won a couple national titles, I think. So I don't know. Maybe so maybe people teams like winners. We are on the Locker Room app every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock talking Saints, talking NFL, talking draft. It's amazing. You can interact with us, goof it to us. You can make fun of me, pronounce, mispronounce names. You can ask serious draft questions about Andrew. We're having a blast talking Saints live. All you have to do is go download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and then join the NFL group. Follow me at Saints Happy Hour to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live every Wednesday at around 9 o'clock to talk Saints, to talk draft, and basically to make fun of me mispronouncing names. So do it. Download the Locker Room app today and then join us live every Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Sports. Culture. Takes. Take Line has it all. Take Line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow Nail to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. The other big... The other big um saints thing this week it wasn't per se a saints move but josh hill he went to the lions and he was with the lions for like what like three weeks andrew and then he was like nah peace out i'm retiring and i just josh hill uh he's one of my favorites because every time he did something i got to throw up the jonah hill screaming gif which made me happy. But also, Andrew, <laughs> when I think of him, I think about every time that dude got a concussion or got hurt, and he got hurt a lot, Sean Payton after the game was always like, man, Josh Hill got hurt, and it sent us into chaos, and we had to like figure out what to do. And because of that, I always think back to the 20, 
18 NFC Championship game. He got injured. Ben Watson had appendicitis. They're pay, they're playing Garrett Griffin at tight end and Dan Arnold, and it didn't go well. I and mean, I know Bill Vinovich cost the Saints a, cha- a title, but Josh Hill, man, he was he was a cog that like most fans didn't think of him as like critically important, but he. He was very, very like underrated, not in not in skill to fans or media, but like importance to the Saints. Yeah, look, he was out of Idaho State, undrafted rookie at the time when the Saints picked him, and he lasted eight years. So, I, and I think anytime you get an undrafted rookie out of Idaho State, and they carve out a niche role for themselves that lasts eight years, I mean that's tremendous service. And he was a Great blocker, an underrated player. Um, he, let's see, he scored 15 touchdowns in his career with the Saints. So, you know, not bad. He, oh. he saw the end zone a good bit. Um, but I, I like, yeah, I love Josh Hill. I oh, mean, and I, Dave, I for- he's like, I had forgotten, Dave, that the Bears tried to steal him, and right. Loomis went full Loomis math to keep him, didn't he? Was that when he was? Was that when he was a restricted free agent? Did we yes. like just tag, we we tagged him yeah. with the highest? Uh, we tagged him, and the Bears signed round. him to a two-year deal, and the Saints quickly matched. Yeah. And I remember Sean Payton saying, "Well, yeah, I was glad the Bears did our work for us. We got him for two years instead of one." So <laughs> he kind of stuck it to the Bears. I remember that, but but it was a thing where yeah. where at first I think fans were like, "Oh, whatever." Josh Hill and the Saints are like, "No." We're keeping him. We're going to do all these cap shenanigans because he's important. Like, so it was just. Yeah, somebody in the Discord this week said this, and I saw Jason Champagne just just, just put up uh, playoff, playoff Josh Hill. Jo- Josh Hill. And listen, anytime you got playoff as a nickname, uh, I think playoff. that says it all. You know, he, he had some special moments in the postseason. And uh, anyway, you know, best of luck to him in retirement. He's kind of, he's one of those guys that I think. Similar to Steve Gleason, he's kind of unsung. He kind of does the dirty work, and he's not necessarily like the guy that's going to have a thousand yards or have the big touchdown catch in the two-minute drill. You know, he, he's he's kind of the behind-the-scenes hard worker guy. So I think he's been a fan favorite for some, like a niche player that people love. And um, so yeah, it's sad to see him retire. The other thing that was fun this week, I, I am I am glad I'm, I don't have to watch him in a, in another uniform. Yeah, like, but you know, yeah. I, I kind of wish Detroit was an AFC team just because um, Dan Campbell yeah. is fun. They have Aaron Glenn, like they they they're they're doing some fun stuff. I I kind of wish they were an AFC team, then it would be, excuse me, it'd be easier to root for them. Dave, the other interesting thing is we you know we mentioned about the Saints roster holes, but the other interesting thing that besides the the Saints trying to trade up for a corner and wanting or wanting Mac Jones the other interesting thing in the draft was the Saints apparently or Carolina thought the Saints were all prepared to take LSU receiver uh Terrence Marshall uh go Tigers at 60 and Carolina was like no 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 we're going to take him at 59 which me and Andrew lamented before the show. We we're like, ah, that would have been great to have an LSU receiver uh, on the Saints. But part of me also is like, Terrence Marshall, he has apparently he has leg issues and that sort of thing. Could this be another uh, 
thing that Loomis wanted to do that couldn't that we add to his long list of it worked out uh, that he it was a move that he couldn't make because Terrence Marshall, his leg's going to fall off or something. No, I think Loomis knew about Terrence Marshall's issues and he put the fake news out there that they wanted Terrence <laughs> totally. and got the knew the Panthers were going to get greedy and were going to get back at him and forced the Panthers to draft the guy and and Saints got the guy they wanted anyway. Yeah, I could see uh 4D chess. I, <laughs> I could see Lewis and Peyton. Chess. I could see Lewis and Peyton being in a room and just being like Hey, you know how we never take LSU players because we freaking hate them? How fu- <laughs> how funny would it be if we think make the Panthers think we're about to take Terrace Marshall? <laughs> no yeah, right. Uh, the 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 one thing that but dro- how fun would that have been, Ralph, to have Terrace Marshall on the same? It would have been. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of bummed to read that because, like, listen. Ah, well, we would have to listen to Ralph call him Terrence Marshall for three years. I mean. It would have been a listen. You know me. I wanted Cox. I wanted Marshall. Um, yeah, I bet you wanted Cox. I do. Oh, you wanted <laughs> Cox, all right. Um, hey, Tomas, check the timestamp on this. It <laughs> could be another. It could be another. Ralph movie. wanted Cox. It can Did always. Did you ever can... stop though? Is it past tense, or do you still want Cox? I still want him. I mean, he might work. Okay. He might not work out for Dallas. I I always want Cox. Uh, <laughs> So, hey, Tomas, <laughs> check the timestamp on this. Thomas liked that joke. <sighs> I think I think uh, I want Cox is just going to be a sound drop more so than check ch- check the timestamp. Um, <laughs> of all the Saints That's the draft, worst joke I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> of all the draft nonsense that I heard, Andrew, and read, and I, you know, it, Dave was saying that the NFL.com had the Saints ranked 32nd out of 32nd. All the yeah. nonsense wow. that I read about the Saints draft. The one that drove me up the wall the most was Dan Pompey for The Athletic. He's talking to a personnel guy, and he's like, I would have liked the Saints draft better if they would have taken Pete Warner in the first and Peyton Turner in the second. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, what does it matter if you took one in the first and one in the second? Like, if you like both of the players, you like them. Like, the order doesn't matter. I understand, like, it may it would make more sense if you're like, I hate Pete Warner. They shouldn't take him there. Like, if you like both of the players, then it's fine. Like, maybe you got Pete Warner a, re- a round too late and you got Pete, uh, Peyton Turner a round too early. Like, that's the dumbest draft shit I've ever heard. Um... But is there anything, before we get to my lust for Aaron Rodgers, is there any draft take that you saw that just drove you mad? I mean, just in general, shit is really negative about the Saints, starting with Dave, Dave Cariello over here, this guy above yeah. me. Uh, but I just think, uh, look, there's a lot of negative press. I mean, you, you just said it. NFL.com says the Saints had the 32nd best draft, or or the worst, <laughs> if you if you prefer. Uh, we'll see. I mean, everybody seems convinced this draft was awful, including Saints fans. So, um, I look forward to this draft class proving a lot of people wrong. I don't know. Hopefully. I think people people are warming up. People are warming up to it. I think we we. You yeah, think so? Because- yeah, because you're because you have to. Yeah, I mean, you have to. I. It's like it's like we said. Like if 
If the Saints had taken Mac Jones, Ralph and I both would have puked. And then immediately, yeah, it would have probably taken us, what, Ralph, 10 minutes? No, I, it would have taken me. Seven. It would have taken me reading your film breakdown of Mac Jones, like the next, like three days later. Then I'd be like, oh, okay, Andrew's, Andrew's yeah, got, he's got five gifts of, of Mac Jones making great throws. It'll be okay. It, it's Mac a- Jones, yeah, he would have been like the guy where it's like he went to Alabama every time he throws a pick, and every time he leads the Saints to a two-minute two you know, drive where they win in the final seconds, uh, then he is you know, a Pro Bowl quarterback, a Saint for life. Yeah, but so. the thing is, like – I don't apologize for that. I talked myself into Vinny Sinceri. Like, do you think oh I couldn't God. talk myself into Mac Jones? I talked myself into Kyrie Fort, for God's sakes, and Ronald Powell. And Ronald Powell, he didn't have knees. Like, he literally didn't have any knee ligaments, and I talked myself into him. Like, you don't think I could talk myself into Mac Jones? Get out of here with that. Um, Dave. Vinny Bill Sinceri. Bar- Man, forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> they really the thought they, they they really thought he was going to revamp the whole special teams unit. I mean, he's not even in the league anymore, right? No, no, he's he's a he's an assistant 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 coach for the Patriots. Seriously? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, um, Dave, Bill Barnwell wrote like a five thousand word column on trade possibilities for Aaron Rodgers, and he didn't have the Saints, which I was offended by. Who um, did he have? He had he had the Giants and and um, Giants, Den- huh? Denver, the Raiders, uh, Philadelphia. He had like six teams, uh, and Brett Favre actually, I guess, was on a some podcast, and he said that he told Aaron Rodgers, yeah. he's like, you should you should probably end up playing for the Saints, and uh, I don't know how, but that, that'll cost the Saints a 2022 draft pick. But Dave, if Aaron Rodgers, by the way, responded to that text message and said he didn't think that was very gonna- likely. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen, but the Saints will lose a, a, a draft pick over it. But yeah, they, hey, buddy, if, I don't believe that's going to happen. But if if the Saints, you know, because Sean Payton said, hey, maybe some other things at quarterback will come open. Maybe that was maybe that was drafting Ian Book. But if Aaron Rodgers came available and you were Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton said, hey, Mickey, come together with hey, a Mickey. package. Let's try to make this happen. How YOLO would you go if you were the Saints to try to get Aaron Rodgers? I mean, uh, look, we were talking earlier about trading first-round picks. I would certainly give them two first-round picks. I would give them uh, the 2022, and I'd give them the 2023 first-round pick. Um, I've seen people discuss this before, and they seem to think that a top-tier player needs to be included, like a Ryan Ramchek or a Michael Thomas. I mean, I would I would prefer not to, uh, you know, give away somebody like that. Um, well, well, let's ask this first. So he's 37 years old. Yeah. How many years? How many years left is Rodgers? Is he? Like see that? Yeah. See that was that. That's my thing. Is like, this is. It's uh, you're you're talking about a short-term solution. You're not talking, it, it, and it's like so expensive when you could just you could use your 2022 draft first-round draft pick and just draft a quarterback and hope you know hope for the best. And he plays for four years. If he's good, you've got him for five years. Yeah, real, but if you're a ready-made team, though, Dave. Like if you're Denver or you're the Saints who don't have a 
surefire hit at quarterback and you feel like our roster is ready to win a Super Bowl. Like if you get if the Saints could give up a 2022 and if, if I told you, Andrew, the Saints, could, they'll, they'll get Aaron Rodgers and they'll give up a 2022 first, a 2023 first and a 2023 second. And they'll be in the NFC championship two years in a row. And then Aaron Rodgers is hurt and he's done. Would you take, would you do the deal? I'm not going to tell you if they win or lose the NFC championship, just that they're in it two straight years. Would you do that deal? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're one game from the Super Bowl. If you don't tell me what happens, if you're just like, you get Aaron Rodgers and whatever happens, happens. I probably don't because I, I trust that with with those picks the Saints can I don't know man it's it just yeah two years to me like I if you're gonna give up that much I would hope to at least get four years out of a guy three or four years Here's and he's f- the reigning MVP so I mean, he's still really good you know how, how much longer could he and Chris actually just posted this I was I was gonna mention this next and I totally agree with this Aaron Rodgers is like Teddy Bridgewater is a very coachable player like everything I've seen from Jameis Winston is he's very agreeable and and like coachable and affable affable guy. Taysom Hill has been willing to do anything the Saints ask of him, including going on special teams. And Drew Brees is like the least egotistical quarterback I've ever seen. See, in my I life think Aaron Rodgers needs. For that I talent. think Aaron Rodgers needs an arrogant son of a bitch to coach him. Like I think part of that, like Aaron Rodgers has believed I'm smarter than Mike McCarthy. I'm smarter than. Uh, Le Fleur, or whoever that guy is. Like I think yeah, he needs, I mean, a, he, needs an, he needs an arrogant jerk to match his arrogance. I think Sean Payton would be a good match for him. So you think he would respect him? I think he would because Sean Payton would See, be like, I, I "I've won just as many Super way. Bowls as you." I, I think there there would be a risk that it would be combustible. Here's here's a fun hypothetical. I don't think I don't, I don't think Aaron I don't think Aaron Rodgers is arrogant. I I think all, all of his clashing that he's done with his coaches in the past is because like he's always kind of been like the Peyton Manning quarterback where he's kind of like calling the plays and it's it's almost like Aaron Rodgers' offense and when LaFleur came in uh, I think that changed things a lot and that changed the dynamic and I don't think that Rodgers is happy with the new dynamic and I mean and obviously you have to have a Peyton and Rogers would have a talk and and a deep dive discussion about how things would operate if if they were going to bring Rogers on board but I mean I think Peyton would be okay with a guy like I mean Breeze is out there I mean Breeze Breeze was running that offense I mean just as much as Peyton was and had tons of input and uh, and I think I think Rogers would be a natural fit for Peyton. Here's a question for you, Dave, because I like to throw the hypotheticals at you because you get you get weird just like me. Here's a hypothetical. Would you rather? I'll give you Aaron Rodgers, Saints trade for him. I'll give you one Super Bowl win, or you get Jameis Winston. He plays for the Saints for ten years, and he gets into Canton. But I don't guarantee you a Super Bowl. What do you want? You got to take Jameis. I mean, wait. Jameis Winston is going to get into Canton without winning a no, Super I'm not Bowl? T- I'm no, just, I'm not telling you if you get a Super oh. Bowl or not. 
He's going to get into Canton. He, he's de- he's definitely winning Super Bowl. Maybe I multiple. don't think there's I don't think there's any way that Jameis Winston gets into Canton without winning a Super Bowl. No which chance. Means he's going to win a Super Bowl, so I'm going to take Jameis. You yes. wouldn't take you wouldn't take the one Super Bowl. You wouldn't. I'm getting I'm getting one I'm there I have to be getting one Super Bowl by taking Jameis Winston because there's no way he's getting into Canton without winning at least one Super Bowl. Yeah, mm. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I guess your, your hypothetical sucks. I bro. mean, you think you think so, but like what if what if Jameis Winston like what if he puts up like 4 5000 yard years and like wins like two MVPs but like the Saints like get Vinovich twice? Like that is you wouldn't take stupid. you wouldn't take the one Wake su- up. you would rather risk it. I'm giving you one Super Bowl. I'm giving you one guarantee of a Super Bowl. You're pretty sure that Jameis is if he gets into Canton, he's gonna get a Super Bowl. You're I don't know. I mean, I, I might take nah. the one, I might take the yeah, one. Yeah, if you if you guarantee me a Super Bowl, I, I think I have to take it. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Everybody in the chat. Is agreeing with y'all though that Jameis can't Jameis can't get in the Canton without a Super Bowl. <laughs> no well, chance. You you talk about insufferable. You think we were bad when the Saints got Vinoviched? Jameis one of one. He might start killing people if the Saints got Vinoviched and Jameis was on the Saints. Andrew, tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. I know I'm not. Um, so. Another thing, and this gives me a chance, this topic gives me a chance to plug. By the way, guys, we're on Locker Room every Wednesday. And if you didn't check it out live last Wednesday, you should. this is a reason to become a patron just for one month. Dave was ridiculous in the Locker Room chat and actually won the argument about how deep down in places we don't want to talk about, we hate the Saints 2021 draft. It was amazing, and if you're a patient, you get the replay, but anybody can listen to it live every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. And the reason why I bring it up, Dave, is because schedule time, schedule's coming out Wednesday, uh, the 2021 NFL schedule. Um, How are the Saints going to get fucked by the NFL office? Oh, I don't know. Which – Remind me, which divisions are we playing again this season? The AFC which East AFC? and oh, okay. the oh, okay. wow. NFC East, I believe. No, 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 no. Uh, or is – I forget. Well, they play the Titans. That's their 17th game. Okay, so they play the – they play the – they play the – No, but that's – No, but, but that – That has nothing to do with the divisions. The, let me look at the same schedule. Uh, how are they going to be? I don't know. You know, they'll maybe have a sh- few short weeks. Um, you know, I'd be, uh, I would be disappointed if we didn't have at least four primetime games. I would say the Saints are usually good for at least four, if not they, five. Yeah, the AFC six. East, the AFC East, yeah, and the, the NFC East. Excuse me. So will you be oh, at FedEx Jets. Field, Andrew? They're playing the Washington football team. Will you be, will you be making the trip? Uh, will I be able to go into any stadium? Oh, uh, stadiums know. are going to be fucking full. Yeah. You think so? I think I think stadiums will be – if they're not full, they'll be at 50% capacity. Right, Just so, look at baseball right now. So if, it, if they're at 
percent capacity, then that's a harder ticket to get, and the price goes up and all that. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So okay, so the AFC East and the NFC East. So that means they play the Jets and the Giants. That is uh, correct. So if if well, so you, what do you think they'll do? They'll make both of those away. The, so the NFL to screw the Saints, the NFL will make those both away games, and they won't be like back to back game so they could just stay in new york they'll be like it'll be like you got to play the jets well one's a home they play the jets on the road and the giants at home oh we already know which one's away and which one's home okay yeah so they go they go to philly they uh they get dallas you can look at the prime thing they're i andrew i will be do you guys do you guys think saints at tampa is week one thursday night 100%. 100 percent. So? 100%. I mean, because Andrew, you have the built-in Tampa's the defending champion. They have everybody, but they're the first. Oh, team. Jameis, yeah. They have the first team in the super the the salary cap era to have all 22 starters back, and you have Jameis starting for the Saints. Like, um, the only the only thing I think that um could could change it, I guess, is if is if like Fox. Would want that game, maybe? Well, I was gonna say, what if, what if they don't want to do like a division opponent? If they're just like, yeah, you can't do that. Ooh. I, I mean, they're they're home, they're non-division home opponents. You've got Buffalo, Josh Allen versus Tom Brady. That could be kind of good. Uh, Chicago Bears and eh. Dallas Cowboys. The return of mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami Dolphins. Probably not, although that's an all-Florida battle. And then the Giants. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Then you know. You know what it's going to be? You know what it's going to be, Andrew? I, I would bet you is what will be the, the – I take, I take it all back. The Let me see. Let me see. I mean, uh, the opener is rarely a divisional matchup, right? Well, it was last year, though. It was. Yeah, yeah. We've had openers against. Oh yeah. Because I, we used I to was... open against the Falcons. Yeah. There was a time there where we opened against the Falcons a couple of years. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I'm. No, because the 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 Bucks. They don't. I was gonna say, uh, the 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 op- the season opener for the Bucks would would be the Patriots, but they play the Patriots away, and the Super Bowl champion usually gets the privilege of playing the season opener at home. home. Yep, yep. Um, but I mean, the main thing is you don't want cold weather games, right? Um, if possible, late in the season, yeah. Yeah. But but the thing is the thing is that's so hard, Dave. Is like the schedule you never know. I remember last year when the schedule came out, we were like, oh my god, they play Atlanta two out of four weeks and then they go to Denver and they go to Philly and we were like oh my god that's a really hard stretch and Denver had no quarterbacks because they all got the Rona and Atlanta was garbage uh the Philadelphia game ended up being a problem but like the schedule it's 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 just so hard to know my only thing is Dave when I'll look at it I hate it when the Saints get fucked and they play on a Sunday night they play a Sunday night primetime game, and then they have to play. When Thursday. they play on on Friday on Christmas Day. Oh yeah, that too. For no reason. Yeah, that too. Uh, yeah, no. When they ha- you, you don't like it when they have a short week when they have. Well, no, a- I just feel like it's one thing to have a short week, but 
Andrew, I want to say like three different times the Saints have played a Sunday night primetime game and played Thursday night. That is like an extra, extra short week. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm give look- us the one o'clock game if you're going to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule now. There's definitely a lot of opportunities for cold weather games. It's at New England, Oof. at the Jets, at Philadelphia, at Seattle, at Tennessee. Oof. That's five. That's that's five games. I can't. I can't imagine. I can't imagine Andrew. I can't imagine the majority of them being before November first. So the Saints will be playing in cold weather. Not. It's a, it's an overrated thing, but uh, they're going to be. But we we might have the potential, Andrew, for the first Saints snow game in a while. How does Jameis do in cold weather? I don't even know this information. He's a Florida kid. He's never left Florida. He's never left the South. Yeah, we don't know. That's a good oh, question. Boy. Throw it into the um, the chat room. When was the last time the Saints played a snow game? I Buffalo with John 4K. That's the one that pops into my head, but I'm sure I'm missing one. But like, did the, it Eagles? The, the Eagles, Eagles playoff, the playoff game, game had snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, no, but I mean, like, not like that was like it was snowing, but it wasn't like. It wasn't like the field was fucking covered in snow and they had to bring out the snow plow to, like, do the lines. I want Jameis 101 to pull up the uh, the Jameis Winston cold weather stats. He's probably on I want those game. on my desk by tomorrow morning. Where, where is that? Where's Alan Ulrich? I know he's got... Uh... Don't forget to put a cover page on your TPS report. Jam- what Jameis about the Saints, is... Saints-Bears NFC Championship game? Did that have snow? 2006 versus the a Giants. A little bit. It was a little, uh, it was a little, there were some was, flurries. Yeah. Field was frozen. You work hard and play hard. So treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. For classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American Style Kobe, hard to find specialty cuts and more. Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home satisfaction guaranteed or your money back imagine relaxing in the backyard with your family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from kansas city steaks try their butter tender filet mignon kansas city strips juicy steak burgers all beef jumbo hot dogs and even complete meal combos bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with kansas city steaks go to kansascitysteaks.com and get 10 percent off your order and free shipping with the code sd at checkout that's kansascitysteaks.com code sd kansascitysteaks.com code sd This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and NHL are all in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The other thing that I wanted to talk about in regards to the the 2021 season not necessarily schedule related 
Uh, Andrew, but, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit on one of the daily shows, but I want to bring Dave into it because I think it's interesting. You know, in 2020, uh, fans and I think people in general were much more sympathetic to players when they got the Rona. Even, even Kamara with his thing in the bar and, and, and Emmanuel Sanders, you could tell. And Sean Payton was really pissed off. He's like, I knew how he got it. I think this year with the vaccine, if you have a key Saints player or any Saints player test positive and they miss two weeks and then they stay ill and they don't play well or they miss three or four weeks – I think fans are going to be much less sympathetic because they're going to be like, why did you not get vaccinated? Michael, just for an example, Michael Thomas, you missed four freaking weeks. We were nine and three. Now we're nine and seven and we're going to miss the playoffs. Why did that? Why did you not get vaccinated? So I think players, it's going to be an interesting, interesting dilemma for them in that, I wonder if they understand, Andrew, the sort of shitstorm that will occur to them if they get the Rona. It will be much different than it was in 2020, I think. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. I I, I kind of don't know what to expect from that. I, I do know that I think I agree with you. I think that people will... <laughs> have less tolerance in the sense that you know i think before it was like you're a dumbass you should have stayed at home you should have been masked like you shouldn't have gone out to the bar whatever but like i mean how much how how long can you just expect someone to stay at some point like and you couldn't prove and you couldn't and you and still you couldn't like prove that they got it by doing an activity or not doing an activity, but like vaccination. But now like, but now it's like, yeah, vaccines are available to everyone and like you can get one. So like now there does, it does seem like there's a little bit of a, this was preventable. You you could have just gotten vaccinated. And, and Dave, I don't know. I mean, not to make it political. I'm sure they have people that have their reasons for not taking the vaccine that listen to this podcast. But I just think that's all of that is going to go out of the window because we care so much about the saints winning. Like, I just think there's going to be a fury with fans that are going to, and don't let it happen to a saints quarterback. That's starting. Don't let it happen to Jameis or Taysom. People will lose their minds. That's my, that's my opinion. I don't know. Like there, there are vaccines. It's still like you know Johnson and Johnson is seventy eight percent. So like they may not disclose. You know what I'm saying? Like they may protect the player where like they wouldn't disclose, uh, whether they were vaccinated or but, not. Because that's but, really none of our business. But the, the like, media is going to ask them though, Andrew. Like if you're you if so? you're a player and you and you miss think, and no, they're like, I, yeah, you got I don't you think got the media, put in. The- I don't think the media will. I don't think the media that that's not professional to ask someone if they've been vaccinated. Mm, I think I disagree there. Dave is f- f- frozen. Dave man. Dave. Yeah, that is quite quite a look. That is. D- Dave, look at that. he looks. His Very face concerned. looks like me trying to say a Debo. <laughs> a Debo. 
His, his, it's like Ralph it, can't say anyone's name right. He looks like he just found out that Michael Thomas tested positive for COVID and was unvaccinated. <laughs> was not vaccinated. Thomas, I want you to make yeah. that a meme that we can use in the Discord. By the way, if you are a patron and you aren't in the Discord, the Discord is amazing. It's free. It's part of supporting the show. Sign up. If you're not a patron, the Discord might be the number one reason to become a patron. It's so much fun in there. Exactly. Agreed. Um, So uh, hopefully Dave can get back. uh, But Thomas... We have been doing something really fun. Uh, Andrew, how long have we been doing our bracket nonsense? We've been doing it for seven, eight years. No, yeah, maybe five. I mean, yeah. basically, it was. I, <laughs> I think you were about to say four. I was about to say eight. I mean, it's been a while. It's, I think it was. I think it was a Kevin Held idea. I, I, He's not here. We always do it. We always do it on that challenge website. Yeah, we do it on the challenge, so and basically, I, I, I can probably find our uh, our last one, our most, our, our yeah. oldest one. But basically, we do it as we, you know, everybody has a goddamn podcast now. Everybody has a Saints podcast, but we've been doing this podcast since me and Kevin's doing '06. Andrew and Dave, and Dave was with us shortly after that. Andrew's been with us. 10, 11 years, and we've been doing this podcast ever since Bounty Gate. We've been doing it every week. So we are always like, my God, how do we fill the time between the draft and training camp? The bracket is a great way to fill the time. This year, in honor of Drew Brees, we are doing the Drew's worst decision bracket ever. And Look at that. And was this Dave's idea or your idea? Uh, I honestly don't remember. And whoever's it was, I was like, that is dumb. We can't come up with 16. We can't, we got to have at least 16 of these. We can't, this isn't going to work. And I remember either you, you and Dave just went back and forth. And within like 10 minutes, we had a bracket of 17 of like Drew Brees, Brad decisions. Like we have Yahoo Finance. We have Jimmy John's. We have him investing in Blue Diamonds. We have his uh, fashion decisions at his press conference, his fashion decisions at the Super Bowl, at, at, the, uh, at the Super Bowl parade. Um, we have, what else? We have any food decision that he makes. He, he's made a <laughs> lot of questionable decisions, Andrew. I mean, look at these pictures. Look at that hat. <laughs> Look at that shirt that he's wearing. That that was to his signing day. To to sign to announce his official signing with the Saints. That was the shirt. And it's you're not getting full perspective here. You you're not getting a chance to see how oversized and terrible it is. And the fact that it's short sleeved. A short sleeve button down, which in general I, I maintain is unacceptable. But anyway. That's oh, and his hair there. plugs too. That's that's another. Yeah, that's more recent. Bad. So no, there, there's lots of fun stuff to talk about with Drew and going on Yahoo Finance is one. Uh, but uh, obviously, we love Drew, and uh, but you know, it's a fun thing that we do. And I so I'm looking back right now, and it looks like in 2014, March of 2014, that was our first ever bracket. So it was. Seven years ago. Wow. What was, the was last it? Time we did this. What was it? Uh, it was it was a uh, field of sixty four. <laughs> it was worst saint ever. 
That was the bracket <laughs> that we did. Uh, knocked out in the final four was Rick Venturi and every Hazlitt linebacker. Uh, runner up was Jason David, and uh, the winner was Mike Ditka. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a strong winner. No argument strong. there. Strong. No yeah, argument there. Strong. So we've been doing that. I'm, 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 I am a little surprised Heath Schuler didn't go a little further. But yeah, but the thing is, I feel like for worst saint ever, probably as I think back at that bracket, one of the arguments that was sort of like a tiebreaker was like how much long-term damage did you cause to the Saints, right? Like, to be the worst Saint ever, like, he sure didn't even play, like, 10 games for the Saints, right? So, like, his long-term damage wasn't immense. Like, Ditka... It's kind of like like Browner. It's like, yeah, we had an awful year, but we immediately got rid of him and never thought about him again. Which which is an interesting thing because you have to be in this weird place where like Ditka just caused massive amounts of damage to the Saints for three years and on his way out nearly dropped a nuclear bomb by trading away a future first that ended up being the second pick in the draft. So, but that the back to the main point, the bracket and Dave, I think Dave is back uh, with us, but that's the fun of the bracket. Like it, it just, fi- it helps us fill the time. Dave, are you back? Yeah, I am. Did I did I miss the bracket? Yeah, we were well. Yeah, we were talking well, about da- we're Drew Brees' worst done with decisions. The bracket. We started and, and finished it. No, but I <laughs> no, want I Dave. I want you to toot your horn because I said I think Dave. It was it was either you or Kevin's idea, and I was mine. like, that's a terrible idea. We'll never be able to come up with enough t- <laughs> enough entries. And you did it in like by yourself in like five minutes on text message. Um. Yeah, well, you know, I think a lot of people forget how many mistakes Drew Brees has made in his career. It's a lot. <laughs> One of my underrated favorites in there is throwing the ball to Zach Streif. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Actually, I mean, the, well, the funny thing is, is that we didn't have enough, and then... And then the hair plug thing happened. I was like, there we go. We got a tournament. That was the last one. That's we right. just needed one more, and he went and, and gifted us one last uh, miracle. Yeah. One last be, Hail Mary. It's going to be fun. And now, you know, the Mora one last year is probably the all time, my all-time favorite just because we had sound for it, right? And, and the Mora sound, like, really brought it to life. But we have Thomas now, and he's got graphics. He's got the little preview graphic. He's going to make – I love I love this graphic. I love the Drew – I love this Drew's worst decision graphic. Presented by Advocare, J. Chase, and Yahoo. Jimmy Johnson, Yahoo. You like that there's a little diamond in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the diamond? You got to put – you didn't put walk-ons on there. I feel like this this graphic – Did uh, Oprah win – uh, Oprah Winfrey trying to wipe off his birthmark. She did. Thinking it was lipstick. Is that in there? Is uh, that in it the might tournament? be. It might be. I, I, th- I hope that made it. Th- this uh, graphic that, that Thomas not made. not really his decision. It doesn't you matter. You could almost, you could almost take on Drew Brees' worst decision off of it and put up like, Drew Brees is running for city council. And like, it could be like a city council, <laughs> like a uh, lawn sign. <laughs> do, you, do you really want this guy running your government no no not not the guy the guy on the right maybe with that little with the new with the newsy boy cap the guy on the left that shirt in public is a is a is a hate crime 
Like, my wife would divorce me if I wore that in public. My wife. That's why she dresses you, so she doesn't have that problem. That's right. That's why she dresses me. So, so Tom, I, I can't get... believe Brittany let him out of the house with that shirt. I can't believe... to go sign a fifty million dollar contract, no less. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thomas, fire up the music. We got to get to uh, this week's questions. I'm waiting for it to kick in. Become a patron, goddammit. Do it. Alright. The music still is very heated discussion. People love it. They hate it. They think it's too low. They think it's too loud. Very, very controversial on the Discord. Just so you know. So, uh... Thomas... Start us yep. off. What what are we what are we uh, what do we got? What First next? question is uh, from Twitter from Hudad Boss. Hudad, uh, if we could only pick one, Quan or Sherman? Sherman or Quan? You can only have one. I would one. take Sherman. That's a good question. I mean, only be. I would take Sherman only because Quan, not, you know, we're not so sure what he's going to look like on the other side of this injury. Andrew? Yeah, I agree, Sherman. Quan, how dare you people? How dare oh, you? Oh, yeah, LSU. Sorry, Go Tigers. Quan, Go Tigers. How dare you? What next? Yes, sorry. Next, uh, next question is from Christmas from uh, our Discord. It's obvious that RAS stands for Ralph Andrew Shit. <laughs> Why won't you admit it? <laughs> by the way, Chris. By the way, Chris Moss is my is my uh, burner account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. It's <laughs> my burner. Go ahead, Ralph Dave. Andrew Take a fucking shit. victory lap. I'm Do not it. saying anything. I look. I, I, again. You can't take a victory lap until the guys actually suck. If the yeah, draft well, is awesome, then Dave can eat his own words. No, and my well, yes. No, no, no. That's correct. No, that part is correct. But um, I just again, I just feel like I have to make myself clear. Like I think the Raz is a useful measurement and should be used. The the I, Ralph Andrew shit. You gotta use the proper term. That that Ralph Andrew shit, I think, should definitely be used and be taken into account. I just don't think it should be the only thing that you take it that you use to draft. But um, I just don't understand how you could think you need anything beyond Ralph Andrew shit. I mean, that's (laughs) that's enough, isn't it? What next? I guess so. I guess so. Uh, Next question is from uh, TP. What if Peyton Turner is better than Pay? What is the difference in the media hype between the two? Uh, the teams they play for? That's a good Quiddy question. Pay. Yeah, no, I mean, Quiddy Pay is more productive in college. So, you know, I think Peyton Turner is a little bit on spec. So, you know, he played in six games and he had, what, Ralph, five sacks yeah. this past year. And that, that's really the only time he's produced. And so... You get limited sample size, not very many games, but 
Obviously, he has the high rouse score. He looked like Godzilla in Tokyo against Tulane. Uh, but so yeah, he, he's had some really nice tape this year only, and it was limited games. So we think he's could be really good. You know, he's an ascending player, uh, but Quiddy Pay has way more of a sample size, and he's been productive at a higher level playing against better competition. So uh, I would say that's the difference between the two. But but I will say Peyton Turner probably has a higher ceiling. It's a, it's, it's it's a fair lower it's floor, a, higher ceiling. It's a fair higher ass. It's a fair comparison. Yeah. It's a fair comp. Quiddy Pay has a cooler name though. He does. What next? Uh, next question is from Badrich. If the top three picks all record their best games against division opponents, are they the best draft class this year or ever? No. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> we what? had a draft class where we had the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. What yeah. would Pete Werner have to do to top this? Oh, deception! Oh, deception! Matt Ryan! <laughs> 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 oh my god! Or any or See, any any Saints twenty twenty one draft pick. What would Here, they have here's to the do thing to top about that? that play that Shy Tuttle did. And he was a rookie when he made that play, right? Was That's he right. a rookie? I think he was. Um I don't think that can be top because not only was that play amazing in real time, you saw it happen, the stiff arm, the the hilarity of the fat guy interception, all of it. It was a it was an amazing experience on its own. And then the German call was discovered after all that and it just became an even bigger legend. So I don't know what any of these guys could do that would come close to topping that. I mean, maybe like Pete Warner could have like a buttception in German, like like Lattimore. <laughs> oh, buttception! Oh, buttception! <laughs> no, I mean it's got to be something we've never seen before, right? Yeah, something that would top the meet around. It's got, and you know, I mean, Budgers is saying like against NFC South opponents, but come on, I mean, we're talking about the Falcons here. Like they got to do something amazing against the Falcons. You know, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Peyton Turner could do that would it it might not top Shy Tuttle, uh, but if he ended Tom Brady's career, that would be oh fun. you mean Man. like Bobby Mc, Bobby McRae Kurt Warner yeah style? I'm talking like Bobby McRae Kurt Ooh. Warner type situation where like Ooh. it's a wrap. And it's Pete Warner that did it or Peyton Turner that did it. First of all, if, if a Saints player ended Tom Brady's career, he might probably wouldn't see him again until 2023 because uh, Goodell would suspend him and then suspend him again. But it'd be pretty close to, to, to Shy Tuttle, I think, Dave. I'll take it. I was thinking like I was thinking something a little more whimsical, like um, whimsical, <laughs> like uh, like Pete Warner. Pete Warner like intercepts a pass because like the ball gets stuck in his face mask, and he just keeps running with it with the ball in his face mask, like like and Featherstone it, and uh, Necessary Roughness. I yeah, like, and it's a pick yeah. six. Yeah, I like whimsy um, better than dark. Even though I hate. Well, I don't know. Game. I mean, the whole. Tom Brady thing. I mean, you know, it does sound kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right. 
What next? Okay, next. Last question, which is dedicated to Don Cariello from the, Wick the Wicker Man. Oh my god. How soon after Peyton Turner gets his first sack is Dave gonna pretend he always liked the pick? <laughs> He's got the he's got that tweet he's got that tweet in draft with with, with not... Stephen Colbert pointing at the thing saying I told you so like Dave you got that you got that tweet already I, loaded right Dave I am a I am a straight shooter if I am wrong I will admit I'm wrong uh, I will be happy to be wrong I would I would love it if Peyton Turner uh, is becomes a ten sack uh, defensive end uh, somebody's got to do it. And uh, and I, I have no problem admitting that I I, I will never go against. Uh, I, I feel how I feel now. This is what we do. This is the business we're in. We we where we make our hot takes uh, in, in the moment when it, with our emotions in, involved in it, and uh, and we wait to see what happens. So you know, it's that's I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Plus, I'm right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. How, like Dave, how that long? That is stupid. Wake up. Thank how you, long Thomas. do you ride the Pey Peyton Hill sucks wave? Though, like, do, what would it take for you to finally say, okay? Peyton Hill was that? Was that a? Was that a Ralphism right there? Sorry, not a Peyton full Ralph. Turner. Like seventy-five. Yeah, <laughs> semi-Ralph. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like Peyton Turner gets like two sacks and four games to start the year. That would be good. That would be way better than I would I would I would be expecting. Oh wow, okay. Yes. So you, sure. so basically if you see anything remotely positive. What is Marcus quick, you're quick to what, flip. Hold on. I'm I'm going to look up what Marcus Davenport did his rookie year. Uh, and if it's anything better than that, I'll give it to you. Wow. Marcus okay. Davenport I want to say didn't he, didn't he kind of flash a little? He 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 basically four and a half sacks as a rookie. He came alive yeah. that Sunday night game when Minnesota, when the Saints housed Minnesota, and also injured himself in the same game. Like his, Peyton it was his Turner. coming out party and his season rap party, which is <laughs> which is kind of like peak Marcus Davenport. Like that finished. that game is the total Marcus Davenport experience where he flashes and you're like, oh my god, he's going to be awesome. Oh, he's hurt. So, <laughs> uh, If Peyton Turner gets finishes this season with five sacks, I would be delighted. Uh, I, I'll, I'll con yes, and I'll consider that uh, a loss on my end and a win on your end for sure. Yeah. So, Thomas, fire up the music. We got to wrap it up tonight. Um, but thank... Once again, guys, support the show. I know we have a lot of new people that listen, uh, and we see, I see the reviews on Apple, and all you people complain, complain, complain that listen to the free show. I hate the commercials. It's too many commercials. You know who doesn't have to, you know who listens to the show without commercials? Patrons. We give them the ad-free versions of the show. If you don't like the commercials, Become a patron. You never have to listen to any of them. So, for Andrew, for Dave, for Kevin, who's MIA, uh, off with his lady friend, doctor. Uh, I'm Ralph. Remember, kids, don't shoot your dick off. And until next week, <laughs> the bar is closed. Got to get a holster for that thing. <laughs> <laughs>